This is an ANR podcast, episode 29. Today we will be talking about the new Suicide Squad 2 movie, the new trailer that was just released for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and the new releases from Hasbro Pulse. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode. We've got a great, fun-filled episode today. And like always, before we start our topics, we go around the digital roundtable and bring in our crew here and talk about what we got and what we watched. So I want to bring in our three musketeers today. We've got my friend DD. How you doing? Pretty good today. Musketeer number one says hello. All right. And then... Coming back triumphantly <laughs> and better than ever is our second musketeer. Chris, how you doing, Chris? I am good. Happy to be back. Welcome back. We are happy to have you. And then myself, Elvin, the final third musketeer. Oh, man, what a week. What a week. Lots to talk about today. Um, but let's get started, D. What did you watch and what did you get? Um, I watched Forever Purge today. I don't know if you ever watched those old movies where they are allowed to commit crimes for, is it 24 hours? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. The Purge, yeah. I just put that on on the background. It didn't really hold my attention, but it's whatever. It's just fine background noise. Uh, obviously, I watched Suicide Squad. And I tried to catch up on some anime, but it got to the point where it's all filler and I just don't want to do it anymore. So I'm giving up on that for now. <laughs> What did I right. get? However, I, I'm I have a backlog of stuff that I needed, so I finally got that uh, Marvel Legends Scorpion figure, the newer one. Wait, you still were waiting for that? What I never wanted it because he was kind of small, <laughs> and I don't know, he just didn't really pique my interest. But I I finally saw him again. I'm like, I better buy this guy because two years from now I'm gonna want him, and he's gonna be like two hundred dollars because of eBay prices. So I just grabbed him. That's when you phone me and say, hey, do you have this in the vault? Oh, yes, I have eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you asked. <laughs> uh, don't be silly. He's got ten. Are you going to paint the uh, the the, the, mouth, the, yeah. lucha, the the lucha mask? Are you going to paint that? Well, I know that there is a comic one where it's his mouth is green, but I don't like it on this figure. I'm going to paint it skin tone. Yeah, that I actually, seems that lazy. was my first time. It was a simple task, but it was my first time you know, doing something with paints with figures. It's good practice. And I, I was very happy. Yeah. I was like, damn, they look good. And there was no blotchiness, nothing. The paint went on smooth. I was actually shocked that I did this. I, it's very simple in, in the grand scheme of things. But for me, that I, I don't do a lot of customizing. I was yeah. like, damn. Baby, baby steps. <laughs> you know, painting's hard, especially that is such a small area. You need like a fine yeah. brush. Like it's very easy to cover the teeth and then just make a mess. So give yourself some yeah. credit. Give yourself some credit. Yeah. There was no uh, paint wearing on the on the green. There was nothing on the teeth. It was just perfect. Uh, I was pretty shocked. And then I just hung up and retired after that. It's like, well, I'm done. <laughs> I'm staying on top here. Yeah. One and one. <laughs> no, I will be jumping back on. I just uh, you know, we got a lot of things going on in the A and R headquarters here, right? So it's time consuming. Well, so yeah, it is. Know. You know, like I have like uh, a backlog of like thirty things. Exactly. I got a backlog of things to record and then, you know, 
things that we're going to get on our podcast. There's so many things going on. But uh, Chris is here with us, and Chris is our social media guy. Chris, where can they find us if you're listening to us for the first time? Well, you guys can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Astonishing News and Reviews. And uh, just a heads up, if you are watching our YouTube channel videos, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe because we are doing a monthly giveaway. And this month we are doing Iron Heart, Marvel Legend. So... At the end of this month, somebody's going to win something, and Chris is going to let everybody know, and we're going to put it on our YouTube channel. We're going to put it on Instagram. So somebody is going to win that prize, and next month we'll give another prize. It's just going to continue going. So if you're listening and you don't know about this, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe there, and uh, you know comment on our videos because that's how we're going to know someone is being active and wants to be part of the community here that we're building. And uh, we're going to give away some cool prizes every month. It's going to be awesome. Uh, sorry, D, to cut you off there. I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, I was uh, pretty much, I don't really have anything. I didn't buy anything, really. And it, is that it? Okay, all right. Um, all right, I guess, Chris, it's your turn. Go ahead, sir. Uh, well, um, so this week I did watch the, or last week I watched all of Masters of the Universe Netflix series. Oh, finally. And... <laughs> Uh oh. Uh, well, he was on. He was a little bit of a vacation, so we'll that's fair. I just told. Totally, I thought everyone saw it and just wait in. I was just used to like everyone just well, coming not out. Not everybody what... saw it, D, because it fell off the top ten of Netflix recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I watched it, and you know, I get what they were trying to do. I love the animation. I loved the voice cast. They did very well with that cast. And, you know, I, it's a very different turn that they took with it. And it was kind of interesting. And then when I got to the last episode, you know, I definitely wasn't expecting that uh, to happen. And I'm just kind of nervous to see what's going to happen in the second season. Uh, It's it's so hard to say what's going to happen. Obviously there has been a lot of talk out there of who gets the power next, but all I got to say is we have She-Ra. We don't need another one. Thank you. You Thank know, you. <laughs> and uh, you know what, how kind of cool would it be if uh man at arms got the sword? They're not going to let an old geezer like, Oh, I was gonna say myself, but I don't know if geezer like man in arms get a sword. He gets a sword and it turns into Walker. I'm gonna get it's walking, you. It's a walking stick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh oh, by my... the power of Riesel, I can walk. <laughs> yeah. By the power of my back pain. Um <laughs> But uh all in all, I'd give it a six. You know, it's high marks for the animation and the cast. I don't know what to expect from it, but uh, I also watched Suicide Squad last night, so I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, What else did I watch? Ah, doesn't matter. Let's get on to what I got. I'm so excited. Okay, there we go. It's been so... Coming in in, in on fire. (laughs) I know. I'm like, usually I'm the one who doesn't get anything, but... uh, 
<clears throat> bringing the heat today. Oh. All right, well, what did you get? So I picked up the NECA Back to the Future. It came from outer space. Marty McFly figure where he's in that hazmat suit. And he's got the blow dryer as a gun and his cassette player. So that's awesome. Can't wait to open that up and add it to the collection. And also, it was a NECA pickup. They, the two Puppet Master sets. So in each set, you get two different puppets from the movie. So the first one's Pinhead, Blade, and then we got Flame, Torch, Flame, Torch, and um oh my gosh hold on one sec driller so cool figures they come with awesome accessories i can't wait to open these guys up surprisingly i haven't opened them yet which is shocking you're an an inbox collector no i'm not but the boxes are (laughs) so cool because when you open them it looks like uh tuso's trunk with the puppets in it so i just hope we get more of these figures they really are freaking awesome i i think uh that's not in my realms but i understand (laughs) you've been you've been wanting to get these figures for a while you told me several times that you're looking forward to getting these figures when they released yeah yeah so now i got them anything else uh no unfortunately not i i know couple episodes ago i was talking about my new display cabinet which i'm still trying to set up it's we should have one of that as a topic like setting up setting up a display shelf (laughs) real estate of setting up displays it's not as easy it's like a game of jenga it really is come on everyone out there listening it's jenga well you know we still have to go and film d doing his setup so we might actually film that won't be for a long time well, whenever it is, we'll definitely film that and put it on YouTube. You know, I think that'd be pretty cool to get these set up. He's got such a cool collection. I would love to see that displayed. I'm fully on board. So whenever he lets us into his house, he's not really one of those people that lets people into their house. I'm an, I'm an introvert by heart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, Dave told right. me that one time he found you tapping on his window like, hey, are we setting up your displays? And then he called the cops Oh, just the on one you. time. Okay, thank yeah. God. <laughs> Thank God, thank God. Yeah, I've ventured to many times to Dee's house without him even knowing. Just looking out. Just drive by, slow drive by. (laughs) (laughs) I just throw figures like a paper boy throws newspaper into the front door. (laughs) I just keep driving. (laughs) All right, okay, what did I watch and what did I get? Um, Well, my usual stuff, I I watched... uh, Rick and Morty, I always do, and I enjoy it. Um, and I also watched um, The Suicide Squad, and I watched The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch, it was, I don't know, it's tough. It fell off a cliff for me, but the most recent uh, episode that I watched was a pretty decent episode. But I, I don't know, like, I, it just, I really had high expectations for this show, and it didn't live up to that. And, you know, there's probably people, there's probably so many people that disagree with that. But for me, I expected every show to be, you know, hitting. I don't mind one episode, you know, being a filler. I'm used to that with a lot of shows that I watch. But I just felt there were so many episodes that I didn't have any attachment to. And I didn't care for it. It wasn't adding 
to the Star Wars lore. And I just felt that's what you need with a, such a short, you know, um, series as a Bad Batch is. Because I don't know how many seasons are going to go into. Maybe max three seasons. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, compared to, you know, Clone Wars and Rebels, this show was lacking a little bit of excitement. Wow. But, you know, yeah, it's a little disappointing. But, I mean, I like the characters in there. They're really good characters. It's just I felt they didn't do justice to them. Maybe season two they'll explore more. Who knows? You know, I'm going to be patient with it. I still will watch it. So it wasn't bad. Uh, Rick and Morty, man, that show is just phenomenal. Every episode just nails it. The last episode... I don't know. Do you watch? Do you, do you watch Rick and Morty at all? No, I haven't watched it. So the last uh, episode was a Japanese anime style. I'll watch that one. <laughs> the I entire like episode was in Japanese audio. No way. The entire episode, <laughs> and it had English subtitles at the bottom. It, it was phenomenal. It was so cool. It's. Uh, I was just like blown away how cool it was. So, yeah, every, you know, Rick and Morty is, like, just phenomenal. Great writing, so many cool different uh, universes that you get to visit. It just blows your mind of how how great it is. So the last two episodes were really good. I had to catch up. I missed last week, so I caught up with the Japanese animation one, and then the recent one that they had was pretty cool about Rick's friend that, you know, he's trying to resurrect. But, um, yeah, those two are good. I watched the Olympics. The Olympics are fantastic. They finished. But I enjoyed that. I know it's not pop culture related, but come on, you know, you got to give shout out to all these athletes that are working so hard to just to get a piece of metal around their neck. Uh, it could change their life, though, right? So there's a lot of great stories, you know, from the Olympics. That was a very uh, the human spirit embodiment of that. So I enjoyed watching that. And uh, what else did I watch? Mm. Pretty much that's it. I didn't watch anything else besides that. In terms of what I got, well, I got the thanks to you, Chris. I was able to get Star Wars Black Series Wrecker. And uh, you also got me the Iron Man Mark III Infinity Saga box. So I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. No problem. And then I also got uh, the Mondo Gecko and Muckman from NECA Toys. I'm a huge Turtles uh, fan and I love everything NECA. I'm a huge fan of NECA. Even though I don't like the horror stuff, I gotta respect them for what they do, and you know that, Chris. They nail it oh, with yeah. the you know, some of that Back to the Future stuff. They nail it, so I'm very excited to get those two figures. And um, there is a special announcement that, that uh, we're gonna have somebody re uh, do the re videos on these two figures, but we're gonna keep that a secret. We're gonna wait, and anybody who's watching us on YouTube will see. Our, our other member jumping on and doing reviews on these two figures so i'm excited to see that and make sure to give a lot of thumbs up for this person it's their first time doing it in our team but uh i have a feeling uh he's gonna do a great job and then i got the the sun goku harahachi bome set uh don't get mad at me for butchering that <laughs> i didn't want to do it in an accent to offend anybody but uh I got that playset from SH Figure Arts. It is the uh, tables, chairs, and food that uh, Goku always loves to eat in that show. So this is a nice playset that SH Figure Arts did. It's the first time we've gotten anything like this. So it's really nice to see a company listen to their fans and give some uh, pieces they can add for photography or for their shelf setup. It even has the Japanese uh, wall in the back that you can put behind it. 
and it, it's just such a nice place that with really good job of getting the food on the plates so i can't wait to do a video on that we're going to be doing a video on that for sure so i'll be doing that and then i also got from a third party company a goku figure with the Whis symbol on his gi if you're not a fan of dragon ball you have no idea what i'm talking about but if you're a fan you know exactly what i'm talking about and i got that from Demako. is it Demako? yeah i believe it is they're a third third party company that makes dragon ball accessories and figures and i can't wait to open this guy up and see how good he is and uh, yeah that is it sorry for that long uh long long talk here but that's uh what i've gotten what i watched and uh we can get going on our episodes uh our topics for today sorry first we'll start off with the suicide squad part two and uh we all watched it. You guys watched it. And um, we're going to skim through some of the highlights of the place, uh, of the movie. But if you haven't seen it, uh, make sure to stop right now because we're going to be spoiling the whole movie for you. So go, go watch that movie and jump back into our podcast to hear our thoughts. Or forward to our next topic where we're going to talk about you know the Venom trailer and we're going to also talk about Hasbro's releases this week so yeah let's get started on the Suicide Squad 2 man this this movie was a breath of fresh air compared to what all the DC movies we've been watching right. the depression the d- depression comics I call it instead of DC <laughs> comics <laughs> that's good right that's good right yeah Bravo. depression comics <laughs> Depression comics. Um, so I just want to run off some of the some of the characters that we uh, encounter in this, and there's a lot of them here. We got Weasel, uh, Mongal, Peacemaker, King Shark, Harley Quinn, Savant, Boomerang, TDK, the Detachable Kid, Javelin, Bloodsport, Polka Dot Man, Ratcatcher Two, uh, and her friend Sebastian the Rat, Rick Flag, Blackguard. And then we have the villains, uh, Starro, uh, and also Thinker. And then Amanda Waller could be considered a villain because the U.S. government is a villain in this in this um, movie. And we'll get into the detail as to why. But that is a lot. And I probably have missed. Did I miss anybody? Um, you if, you, if you did, they weren't important. What yeah, I, I think I've got... Javelin. Jab... Yeah, Javelin. Said, yeah. Oh, yes. Javelin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about uh, the the gentleman that oh Milton right is it Milton yeah. I forgot Milton I was just gonna say that Milton he was yeah. there the whole time he was the yeah, guy with the was... um the everybody gun that forgot Milton right? including me yeah. everybody I didn't the movie. I didn't notice him until the club scene I'm like who is this guy <laughs> they did such Milton. a good job though I gotta oh. say which we'll get into yeah you know. Is it just me, or is James Gunn a brilliant director? He is brilliant. He can take anything and make it gold. Yeah. I mean, Suicide was a hot garbage, the first movie. Ugh. And he turned it around, and everyone is just... like I, I, I know a lot of people want to hate on DC movies, and I get that. But I, I gotta say, like I'm, I'm watching this movie, I'm like, this is not a DC movie. This is... I don't know what it is. It's so good. I'm not used to this. I was shocked. I was like, well, hold on here. This is fun. This is enjoyable. I'm not hating this. Like, it's amazing. 
and I owe it to this guy, James Gunn. I, I, I just absolutely love this guy as a director. He is one of my favorite. Uh, Taika Wakiti is also one of my favorite directors as well. These guys are up-and-coming, brilliant directors, and I hope they get a lot of accolades going forth in their career because they deserve it. You know, They're the new Spielberg and, and um, what's the name, Lucas, I think, for me, the super rock stars right now coming up in the pop culture world. And I hope they get other movies besides pop culture-esque type of movies because I think they're that talented. They could make great movies for no matter what genre it is. Um, so what did you guys think overall in the beginning, the scenes, this chaos that's happening? Uh, we'll start out with D. What did you think of the opening first 10, 15 minutes of it? I loved it. Um, they basically visually showed you them wiping this lake clean. Like... <laughs> <laughs> here's the characters from the last film you can say bye to them now not all of the characters but you had captain boomerang um you had like squad a yeah and obviously will smith wasn't there again but captain boomerang yeah. was there um rick flag was there harley quinn was there and then you had some new faces and as soon as they land on the island they just get obliterated which was surprising because mongrel was there i thought she'd like be the tank of the team but nope she died too everyone died captain boomerang died <laughs> i was upset when boomerang died me too i liked yeah, him a lot cool. yeah. i liked him a lot yeah, yeah. and it's surprising because um he's supposed to be one of flash's rogues so it's weird they would kill like a very crucial yeah. character in flash's legacy when they plan to make a flash movie but whatever that's fine i'm gonna miss him what did you, what did you guys think of weasel <laughs> um i thought it was that tells you everything that tells you everything the, the minute i say weasel everyone's just laughing and that tells you everything about that character well, his scene was hilarious a, to me like what a dumb what a dumb i loved character. it I, I didn't even expect that like that entire scene i did not expect it they that was a very bold move as soon as he landed in the water and and, and drowned i couldn't stop laughing like <laughs> And then he asked, does anyone check if he could swim? And Waller's just, like, looking at everyone, like, seriously. <laughs> the oh, only man. thing that I thought, I lo I loved it. I'll say that. Uh, the thing that I found with the beginning when they were killing off all these people we might have been excited to see, uh, it was a bit reminiscent to um, Deadpool 2 when they got like Shatterstar, the Invisible oh, yeah. Man, oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. how they kind of died. X-Force, yeah, and how yeah. they died yeah. kind of funny. But, you know, it's obviously I compare that, but it was still a good opening because, yeah. you know, like you said, everything he's giving us is amazing. You know, it's I, gold, it's gold, it's gold. Yeah, yeah. I had low hopes I went in with yeah, low expectations. I went in, well, that's the thing is we go in with low expectations from the movies we've gotten in the past. Like I kind of got bored of Suicide Squad 1 and then I could not stop laughing. I was so engaged and I can't wait for the special edition DVD to come out. Yeah, I mean, that's why I called it Depression Comics because I'm so used to seeing depression from DC. And when I watched this, I just was like, what did I just watch? Like, I literally watched it twice. Because the first time I was just in shock mm -hmm. of how much fun I had watching this movie. 
So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Weasel is such a crazy character. <laughs> I had a great chuckle, and, and you guys will know exactly what I'm saying. When I saw TDK detach <laughs> his arms, and right away I'm thinking, you know, fodder, <laughs> you know, customizing action figures, you know, people taking their arms off. Did you too, because you guys customized, did you guys see that and <laughs> feel the same way? I did. I was like, oh, he'd be easy to make. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cheesy the way his arms were flying over the bullets and then they're going up to the army guys and slapping them around and taking what them out. What a useless like... superhero, right? Like what a useless character. And then... that is your super strength, <laughs> slapping people. Cuz the funny thing is he was getting shot at but he wasn't dying, but once he started shooting his arms, then he starts dying. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, He's like, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> uh, so good. Um, was there another character that you guys... I mean, there's so many good characters here. There's so many. You, like, I'm, I'm just talking just at the beach scene here. Was there another character that you're like, oh, why did they kill that? Like, like Boomerang was one of you... Well, you mentioned... Yeah. What's the one, what's the one you mentioned, D? Um, Pete Davidson's character, Blackguard. Just because, like... His scene on the plane where he's like, yo, you guys put me next to... And he freaks out because he's sitting next to Weasel. <laughs> Get me out of this thing. <laughs> and his question yeah, is like, is this thing a dog? He's like, a dog? You think that thing's a dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? You're that observant. That's a dog, right? <laughs> um, there was a YouTuber uh, who was a javelin. I'm not familiar with this YouTuber, but oh, apparently he's a YouTuber. Yeah. It's nice to see a YouTuber get a chance to be in the movies, right? He has the cool. um, like the greatest promo. So what they did is they did a, a promo for all of these characters. So I was excited to see them. And then it turns out they all just died anyway. So I thought they'd be more <laughs> important than they actually were. He had like a really good commercial where he's talking about his character and how you'll be excited to see him in action. And you don't. I, <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's what uh, they wanted him to do, no. something like that. I love that they did that. Like, that was pure genius yeah. in me, to me. I know it's yeah, kind and, of trolling, and think, but whatever. And I think he'll get more scripts in the future because of how well he played it. You yeah. Know, like, played it up that, that he's going to be an important character, but he really wasn't. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. And then, um, so, we get that beach scene, and pretty much everyone's getting obliterated, except for Harley Quinn and Rick Flag, And uh, Savant, that's pretty cool. Savant, he was... I think it was a very interesting character, but he freaks out and loses it and tries to swim out of there. And, of course, you know, all the suicide characters, they've got that little um, implantation in their heads that if they decide to turn away from their mission, uh, Amanda Waller can just flip the switch, press the button, and their head just explodes, right? That's how they've got them. I don't know what the... she expected him to do. Yeah, neither did I. I just like, this guy, what? What's he going to do? Right? Throw a ball? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was a vicious ball, okay? <laughs> but, but you know, at the very end, I, I like that whole full circle where a bird comes and ch uh, sits on his exploding brain yeah. and eats away at him of what he did earlier in the beginning sequence. So that was nice to do that, see that. So, okay, so the whole beach scene was Amanda Waller's giant plan to kind of distract the army. Meanwhile, up the coast... You've got the part two suicide team 
coming in nice and quiet nobody's around and you got Bloodsport reporting back to her and going hey there's nobody at the beach here uh we're expecting some sort of hostile you know attacks and she's like don't worry about it and all of a sudden you see an explosion in the distance and they basically find out that they were sort of you know a, a group of teams they're going into the beach and they were one of them that was not going to experience any hostile but the team that does show up in this uh, beach is you've got king shark uh is it namwe what's the name nanawe not nanawe that's it yeah i knew i was gonna butcher that you got nanawe you've got blood um what do you call it blood sport we got polka dot man rat catcher and am i missing somebody else Mm. Anybody else? No, I think that Those was that man, rat catcher. Oh, oh and peacekeeper. Peacekeeper. How can we miss peacekeeper? Oh right, right. <laughs> yeah, peacekeeper, like aka John Cena, right? You so, just couldn't um... see him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yo, snap! That's oh. a good one. I love that. Oh, that is great. You can't see me. <laughs> yeah. So those guys. That's the team part two, and they ended up on the beach there. So. The whole reason why they're on this Maltese beach is they're supposed to go in because the U.S. government says there's something you know held up. Did they did they disclose it at the beginning? Oh, they did, right? They were they were debriefed. There was um yeah. like they knew it was a weapon of mass destruction and they knew it was called Project Starfish, but like she didn't yeah, see Starfish. it. Yeah, and it was in Jordanheim, the uh, tower. Did anyone find that name weird? Like, did they find it more of a Thor name? It is. Like something you, in the Thor movie? It is. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like, why would they name that Jordanheim? I don't understand. If the Nazis were the ones there trying to create that building, why would they call it Jordanheim? Because I don't understand. There's... It's where um, the giants and the thing under the. Well, you get the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just found it a little weird. They would name it Jordanheim. So they they basically are going into this camp and I just found this this scene was so good. This camp there's all these people washing clothes, you know, walking around having a cigarette and here comes Bloodsport, here comes Peacemaker, here comes King Shark and they're just destroying this little village, this little camp. And then they cuz they think what are they, what do they think, D? What do they think they They think in? they're the hostile enemies that kidnapped um <laughs> Colonel Flag and Harley Quinn. So they just they just go in there and they're like, just go in, just do what you have to, kill anyone on sight. So that's what they do. <laughs> they, they go in there. I love the <laughs> dynamic between Bloodsport and Peacemaker though. Like they're trying yep. to outdo each Show other. Off. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that scene where um He's just walking past the guy who's sleeping and he just does the like quick stabs and he doesn't even like acknowledge the fact he just <laughs> murdered someone while they're sleeping. I don't know, just the whole choreography of that was just smooth, smooth transitions, nice camera work, and funny dialogue. It was like a good cop, bad cop situation, except they're both just jerks and playing <laughs> off of each other. Well, speaking of jerks, I mean, we know John Cena's character, Peacemaker, he will do everything he can including kill people to get peace, right? <laughs> Which I just find so hilarious. He will kill everybody in place so he can get peace. So that's that, that was just funny itself. And 
Bloodsport, they do a little backstory on it, why he's in jail. Is he put my man Superman in a coma with the kryptonite bullet. So that's how talented he is, that he was able to catch Superman, you know, and then put him in a coma. So he's a badass. He's He's got some really good skills as a marksman. And both of them want to be the number one marksman in, in the group because they both have really outstanding skill sets. So it was nice, like you said, D, it was nice to see that them playing off. Chris, Another, what did you think? Like, sorry, go ahead. You were saying something, D? Oh, I was going to say they even mentioned that. Um, something the old movie did is they had characters with the similar similar skill sets. Like Captain Boomerang, he's good at aiming. Deadshot, he's good at aiming. Harley Quinn, <laughs> she's good at shooting things. In this movie, Bloodsport was like, he's exactly like me. He's just a guy who can shoot really well. <laughs> Why do you need another one? And just whatever. Like She's like, he's on the team. It doesn't matter. Don't question me. So it's good they acknowledge that right off the bat, and I appreciated it. I don't want to cut yeah. you off, Chris. Sorry, but like I thought yeah. that was a nice inside joke. Uh, Chris, what what did you think this whole scene unfolding, and then you had uh, basically, you know, them <laughs> killing off this entire village? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was like Dee was saying how they just the flow of them showing off and chopping up people and killing them, and I'm like, okay. I see what they're doing and then they get to the end and this tent there and they open it and there's flags sitting there with a uh, woman drinking the, the, the tea rebel, yeah, the rebel. and uh, welcome to the rebellion for freedom. And all you can think is, Oh shoot. Oh sheet. <laughs> That's sheet on a bed. Uh, <laughs> Let's just, I, this movie keeps you on your toes. You don't know yes. what you're going to expect. So, no one is safe in this movie, no. basically. <laughs> clearly, Literally. clearly, nobody's yeah. safe. <laughs> All right, so we'll get into the, we want to fast forward here because we don't want to go through the entire, every little bit, but we just want to talk about some important things. So they get into the town uh, and they are trying to find Thinker. Do you, do you know why they're finding, they're looking for Thinker? He has access to Jotunheim, or he exactly. Jotunheim. He's got access there, and uh, so they do a little, you know, they go to the nightclub and they um, find Thinker in there. He comes there, and they kind of sucker the military by having one group kind of go into the military, distract them, and they get Thinker from the back door out. So they want to use Thinker to get access to the place. Um, do you want to want to elaborate a little bit more after what happens? Well, this scene was also... I can't really think of any scene I didn't like. There was one major plot point I don't care about. But here, they had to infiltrate the base, blow it up, get in, get out, get the intel, and make it back to the States. So the club scene is where Thinker goes after hours to just hang out and chill. And you had a nice bonding scene there between all of them. Even yeah. um, even the little mouse, he got some attention, which is nice. Yeah. John Cena is just like, hey, you forgot my friend's drink. And he points to Sebastian. Is that his name? <laughs> Sebastian, yeah. Yeah. So you can't really go two minutes without action here. So the club escaped. There was action. They kidnap the thinker. They make it back to the base. They get in and get out. And they have to put plastique on each floor, each level. And they yeah. have some really good transitions here as well, where they'll put bombs down. And then it rewinds and says, like, 15 minutes earlier so you get the point of view of king shark 
and they keep leaving him behind on different floors. <laughs> and doesn't he wander all, away? He, he does like a lot. So <laughs> and I was wor- I was worried for him a lot in that movie. Like anytime Honestly, he wandered I, off, it's like, I, oh no, what's I, gonna yeah, happen to my boy? It's, fun, it's funny you say that. I really cared for this character. Yeah, even though he's just and, vicious, and, he tried to kill them all at one point. Yeah, but I mean. You're just like that's a king shark. He's just trying to eat, right? Yeah. Like, give him food, and he'll not, he'll leave you alone, right? Well, he's like, trying to eat rat catcher too, and she's yeah. sleeping. <laughs> no friend. Oh, yes, and that's the voice of Stallone. I think Stallone did a fun yeah, job. Yeah, he did. Yeah, oh, he did a good job. So good. Yeah. Um, okay, so Chris, you know they get into this scene where they're in the in, in the building. They're trying to they set up the bomb, like he's saying. Did you? What else did you take from from that area? Was there anything interesting in that part? Uh, when they're setting up the bombs in the Jotunheim. Yeah, yeah, that uh, area. Uh, um, what to go back to? Uh, I know that um, when Peacekeeper and King Shark were setting up the uh, the bombs and. After King Shark was showing him the little peacekeeper bomb that he made, (laughs) (laughs) which was cute at the same time as like, oh, I love this character. He'd probably bite my head off. But and then um, uh, Peacekeeper puts the bomb on the wall and he turns to the side and he noticed that Bloodsport and Ratcatcher 2 was going into. No, it wasn't Bloodsport. Oh my gosh, I'm getting ahead of myself. It was uh, Flag. Yeah. And they were going Rick into Flag, this. Yeah. yeah, Rick Flag. And they were yeah. going into the separate section. And he just, first of all, he said in the movie earlier that he doesn't trust anybody. So he yeah. decides to follow him down to figure out what's where they're going. So we get them with the thinker going down this hallway and they got all these humans in cages with the starrows on their face and they want to be free saying that he's kept them here for so long and they've been testing on us and they get to the main laboratory and you see these test subjects one that's severed from the waist down twitching and they all have stars on their face just yeah it's pretty it's pretty uh pretty gruesome area and pretty you know eerie area yeah and then you sort of start unfolding this this mystery of what is this why is this character in this building underneath this building and then you know you start unfolding the fact that the u.s government could be behind this all along right the pieces are coming together and then you have rick flag you know um get the the data the 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 disc and then you see john's john cena's character peacemaker turn around say hey give me that disc right and this is where you have you know the the whole 180 of peacemakers saying i gotta do what i gotta do i can't let you walk out of here and incriminate the u.s government i've got to respect and protect them at all costs right because this could cause more harm did you guys agree with that i mean what are we saying or you're just like whatever i mean no that's awful <laughs> but like it would cause it would cause cause like a breakdown of national security like people so are you in it. agreement with what john cena's character was doing peacemaker <sighs> it's so tough but no i would need the people in power to answer for their crimes 
like that period because okay. i i i could be one of these people that they just decide to be like oh you kidnap him we need to slap a starfish on his face chris what do you think it's one of those tough choices, you know, they kind of put you in that situation where what would you do? And, uh, you know, I would, I would probably take Cena's side because, you know, if you were to put that information, you're just putting a target on your back, you know, and man, man, both of you are cold, heartless people. You know, you don't even care about Starro, poor Starro. After I saw what he did, after I said, "Yeah, I lost sympathy for him." (laughs) He's just trying to go home. Leave him alone. Except he's like the city's mine. He declared it. (laughs) It's like, okay, I don't feel bad for you anymore. Well, he was mad. We're we're getting we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but yeah, okay. So basically, we we get it from different standpoints, but I still think the U.S. government should have been held accountable for it. I think that too. I think Rick Flag, you know, I'm on his side. I think they should have held be held accountable for it. And um, you know, I actually like the the actor. I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays Rick Flag, he's been in a bunch of shows that I really liked his acting. And I'm sad that he, you know, he died. It's it's just like ah, really? Like he died in such a gruesome way too, with the tile piece of tile stuck in his heart. <laughs> so. That, that scene was a very good fight scene, but it was sad to see that. And you kind of look at Peacemaker's face and you kind of realize that he really didn't want to kill him, but he has to do his job. He's like the perfect soldier. He's like, you know, from Winter uh, Falcon and Winter uh, Winter Soldier. Um, what's his name? The gentleman that was playing. The oh, that show's character. long gone. You don't need to remember those people. Uh, yeah, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, U.S. agent? U.S. US agent? agent, yeah. He has to do an L-class to protect the government, right? So that's what Peacemaker was to me. That, you know, I just got that vibe that he's doing everything he can to just keep everything status quo. But, okay, so we get, you know, this, you know, building is collapsing because why? Polka Dot. Now, here's another cool character <laughs> to talk about. A really crazy character. So Polka Dot Man, uh, gentleman has played a lot of characters in the DC universe. He's played uh, Scarecrow in Batman. He's played a bunch of characters in the Flash uh, TV show. He's an Ant Man. But I think it, yeah, I, yeah, I think he did a good job as Polka Dot Man. And his power is basically his mom worked at Star Labs, messed around with her, him, and a bunch of his brothers and sisters. So he's got this power from an interdimensional creature embedded him. And he looks like basically Skittles on crack. And uh, every every so often he has to disperse this energy. Otherwise, he's gonna it's going to consume him. But he's able to shoot out these polka dots that explode and cause like irreparable damage everywhere. So he is basically, you know, when they're setting up the bombs and everything, he, he throws these things and the whole building gets ignited and it's crashing down. Harley Quinn is there. That's another character we'll talk about in a second here. We'll, we'll jump back and forth. But Polka Dot is so interesting because he's got this PTSD of seeing his mom in everyone's faces, <laughs> right? So Which I good. thought was hilarious. Oh. Hilarious. Like every character he looks at is just his mom's face is embedded on the body. So that's such a crazy twist. I was tripping out on that the whole time. Let's just jump back to Harley Quinn because, you know, 
this is a character that's moved forward from the original Suicide. They kept this character, and I really like Harley Quinn. Um, actress, actress name I can't remember her name now. Anybody know her oh, name? Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, yes, she is a great actress, and she nails Harley Quinn. She is the only Harley Quinn that I want. I don't want that character ever changing unless she decides to move on. But she nails Harley Quinn. She's crazy. Her her acting is on point with Harley Quinn. I don't know. Do you guys agree with that? Did you enjoy her acting in this movie? A hundred percent. Chris, what do you think? Uh, yes, because you know the thing uh, compared to the first Suicide Squad, I really felt that she was her own character. She wasn't tied down to the group. You know, she yeah. really. You know, I haven't seen uh, the Birds of Prey movie, uh, but... Uh, you, you don't need to see it. You can bypass <laughs> that movie. But in this movie, I really feel like she set herself apart from everyone, although she still played a team player. I think she's amazing. Her uh, Harley Quinn accent is so spot on. Like, I could see her being... Mr. J. Mr. J. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> so good i thought she was amazing i'm glad they brought her back she had a second chance and let's just say she didn't ruin it she really took it to that next level so yeah i am in love with this actress so she's amazing i i, I also like the the little you know ptsc they give her too because she's fallen in love with this guy and she really likes this guy and that you think that she's going to take it to the next step with him, all of a sudden, bang, you know, like the guy's <laughs> dead because she can't get close because the last guy, the last guy she got close to was the infamous, you know, the clown prince, right? And uh, so he does, uh, she doesn't want to because she knows what it entails of the, of the torture that she went through psychologically with the Joker. And so she's all messed up and she's supposed to be all messed up. She's a little bit of a cuckoo nest. She kills this guy, which I was just like, holy crap. Like, it just, everyone's dying everywhere. <laughs> Bodies are flying everywhere, right? So, yeah, so that's a great character, too. So, all of these characters got the little backstories, and they're really, really cool. I love this team. The building's crashing down. We get Bloodsport going down levels and levels. Finally shows up to the spot where John Cena's Peacemaker's there, and he sees him all bloodied up, and he sees what he's doing. He's about to kill um, Ratcatcher, and they have their like you know Western draw, right? This is what we were we were expecting. This two gunslingers are gonna be standing, and we knew one of them is gonna draw, and then one of them is gonna fall, right? So I was expecting this. I knew it's gonna happen, and I was just waiting for it. And I'm glad it happened. And this is the you know the argument they were in the beginning where they're talking about having different types of bullets and what's more efficient. And both of them were efficient unless you pin them together. One of them will be more efficient than the other. And it happened to be Bloodsport's smaller bullet where it pierces through. I thought that was pretty cool how they did that. And it kills, well, supposedly kills Peacemaker and puts him on the ground. D, what happens after that? Peacemaker was the one who's like, I'm just, if we ever shot, if I ever had to shoot an arrow through your arrow, I'd use a smaller one so I could shoot through yours. And it turned out that Bloodsport did the same thing he quoted doing earlier, and that was the thing that took him down. Yeah, so exactly. I really, I really appreciate that. Um, 
After the explosion, of course, the building's demolished, so the container is breached, and out comes Starro, who's basically a giant star- starfish kaiju. <laughs> and the only person who could get away with doing this is James Gunn. Like, if someone... Like, that's a... He's such a ridiculous character, but he pulled it off. I really appreciate that he chose to use this character. Well, I don't know if he chose to use him. I know the script did, but he's the one who made the magic happen. And oh, I'm you know that, that he was signing off on this 100%. Yeah. It, it was such a crazy, quirky character, but a dangerous character, right? I mean, a very dangerous character. I, you could tell. Right, Chris? I thought uh, using Starro as the main villain was a risky, a very risky thing to do. But like you said, he pulled it off. And, you know, when you're watching it, you can tell it's animated. And you could tell it was a comic book movie. But at the same time, I didn't care. You know, it yeah, was just right? that good. And like kind of going back to Schneider's movies, we talked about the coloration that he did. In this one, it was like that perfect balance of muted colors and also vibrant colors. So, you know, it everything was, was in the day, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't all night scenes. No, and it was very <laughs> visual appealing. Like especially the scene when Harley Quinn was breaking out of the dungeon and she's like shooting at all the guys and all the flowers came around and uh it was so good. So we got Starro running amok everywhere in the city and he throws his little starfish uh whatever you want to call it, germs uh, babies, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's such a spinning wacky character. Baby. Yeah, spinning out babies, and they're flying, and they attach themselves to the face of so, uh, all these people, and basically, that's how he kind of zombifies them, right, and controls them, and makes them his army. And uh, it's uh, that's how he also interacts because they talk, right, through those mouths. So our heroes are covering their faces, making sure they don't get nailed. And they're trying to take this guy on. And what I really liked was Bloodsport's uh, modular gun. It just kept oh, getting yes. bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger. It was uh, it was reminiscent to Iron Man in the Capcom versus Street Fighter, where it's, it's this massive gun over his shoulder, right? It was just like, how big is this gun getting? Right? It's just he had these all these attachments. <laughs> I'm hoping, I pray to God, somebody makes that action figure with all these modular attachments. That would be so much fun to have. So hopefully some Japanese company can pull it off. I know McFarland. Probably a Bandai one or something. Yeah, it's not going to be McFarland, so don't even bother with that. Uh, Well, I mean, he's released. I saw him the other day if you want him. No, I'm good. Thank you. (laughs) It's it's nowhere near what I want. If only Hasbro had the license. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, (laughs) So we we have these guys chasing this Starro guy walking down the street. And we have, you know, all these characters trying to use their their abilities. Out of all the 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 characters that we have that try to take go after Star, which one did you guys like, or had the biggest impact? You think? Polka Dot Man. Uh, Polka Dot Man. <laughs> really? Yeah. If he if he wasn't a fool, he could have easily just melted him. I just like I was like finally they give this guy this 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 shining moment, right? And I was set up so good by James Gunn. Like, I was sitting there like, yeah, all right, polka dot man. Like, you stepping <laughs> up, boy. And then splat. That's it. Done. 
Yeah, but <laughs> let's not it, let we got to mention the fact that so we got to see him visualize his mom in full effect. So you got this big woman attacking the city and then it's like the foot gets disintegrated and she's uh like fumbling all over. I'm like, okay. I want to marry James Gunn because, like, seriously, this movie just, it just get when you think it got good, it gets better. But it gets weird and then it gets better too, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it'll get weird all over the place, but it's, it's such a fun and good way that you're just like, I don't care how weird this gets and gets. It's just so much fun. It's a roller coaster ride, right? Mm-hmm. And seeing him get squashed, you feel sad. But then at the same time, you're just laughing, too, because you're like, well, this is James Gunn. This is what he wants to do with this movie. Nobody's safe, right? And he's proven that since the beginning, that nobody's safe. D, what, what did you think of this whole, you know, how it transpired? Uh, it left me sad, actually. Like, not a lot of movies leave me thinking at the end. This is something that dwelled with yeah. me for the last two days now. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I'll just be thinking about the movie. Like, oh. So many people died. I'm so sad. <laughs> like, I'm never going to get to see them again. No future installments, no sequels. They're just gone. Yeah. So, I did like they had the guts to do it, though. I'm not bashing him at all. I'm I'm glad he committed to the idea that no one is safe. I'm yeah. glad that he chose Polka Dot Man because Polka Dot Man was the only one who remembered Milton died. So he... <laughs> he... <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, it just it just hurt even more when you realized he was the most caring member of the team and then he just yeah. goes out in just a non monumentous yeah. way like he just gets stepped on like a bug like it, yeah. it hurt <laughs> but he went out with blaze of glory which is yeah. nice um all right so then we have harley quinn she gets the javelin she's like Oh, I know why I was given this chapel. Like <laughs> she was given this at the beginning of the movie, and she finally's like, "Oh, I know why I was given." This. And then she does this run across the building, and she flies into the eye. Ouch! Oh, I hated into that. Oh, I did like, not Ooh. expect that to happen. I did. Oh. Even in the trailer, when I saw her with the javelin, I was just like, "Ah!" Oh. And I have a thing about eyeballs being oh. like scratched. So that was just. I think everybody's gonna think about eyeballs. It was just like (laughs) the worst. Maybe it felt like twenty minutes. It's probably only like three minutes. (laughs) And just floating in this, you know, eyeball. It was a very beautiful scene. A very like for such a graphically disgusting scene, they made it beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Very. I never experienced seeing that in the theaters. Like someone's (laughs) eyeball, a human being inside someone's eyeball. So yeah, I've seen it all with James Gunn now. So, in the trailer, yeah. I thought she was underwater, and I thought those were like floating, like I don't know, like sea, seaweeds and whatever. So I was like, "Oh, that's that seems interesting. I wonder where she's swimming in that scene." It turns out it was <laughs> yeah, a giant eyeballs. <laughs> it's the eyeball liquids. Yeah. Eyeball liquids. That's crazy. And then we have Ratcatcher. Oh. By the way, with by the way, like a lot of people might you know not like this character, but she had a nice backstory about her dad and her being homeless and how her dad was a genius and was able to construct, you know, construct this uh, rat device where it would basically, you can control rats and get them to do your bidding for you. And, you know, they have a lot of flashbacks of her and her dad and Taika Wakiti is playing that character. 
Um, and I thought it was such a beautiful flashback that every time they talked about it, it was so nicely done. And that's, a, that's another thing with James Gunn is he was able to go back and forth around the movie in different times. And it did it so well, so seamlessly. It was really well-timed when it needed to be. You know, there was explanations to these people and what they're doing. And that's what I really loved about James Gunn. He did it so seamlessly throughout the movie. It wasn't an annoying. You know, sometimes you watch a movie and you're watching it and you're getting into it. And all of a sudden they want to flash back to something. You're like, oh, what? Why do I have to go back to something? I'm really engaged in what I'm watching. And with him, the way he did things, it had to make sense. And it gave you more clarity as the story unfolded as to what this person is doing and why they're doing it and how they're acting, which I really loved. So she basically sees that opportunity and she gets the rats, summons the entire island's rats. I mean, there was like literally thousands and thousands of rats. And we know Bloodsport and his little phobia for rats. (laughs) And she basically hugs him and all these rats just go over and they jump into the eyeball, which I thought was gross. I was just like, oh, that's so weird. And like, they're eating from the inside. I'm like, oh, that's gross. And uh, so they basically devour this Taro from the inside out. And uh, do you, what else was going on here? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't looking at that scene. Are you crazy? <laughs> that's what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. Okay, fine. Chris, what did you think of this scene? Which one were we talking about? About the, uh, the, the rats swimming. going inside the eyeballs. Oh, uh, it was kind of <laughs> pretty with the colors. You know, you've seen them enter and they're swimming around Harley, which she just looks so peaceful floating there. And then they start biting and gnawing away at the little <laughs> uh, nerve and it, like the Ooh. veins. And, uh, you know, they start eating away at the membrane, which is falling off, and then it starts. Okay, all right. Okay, we, you can stop. I'm gonna throw up now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, so we're we're good there, and you know, starfish basically gets you know destroyed in every way, in any any possible way from the inside out. Uh, take it away, D, and just kind of let's finish this guy this movie off and give our ratings. We're we're actually pressed for a lot of time. We spent a lot of time <laughs> yeah. doing this. We let's didn't speed run it. it. Um, Basically, Bloodsport has the hard drive that shows the Americans are the ones who actually like found Starro and brought him on board and taunted him and teased him at first. So he makes a deal with Walter. He's like, you you let me go. You let my friends go. You don't bother us again. If you mess with us, this information will be leaked, period. So he gets his way. I'm always curious how they'll get out of the situation at the end. Like it's same with the first movie. So... I'm glad. Blackmail, blackmail. It's always blackmail. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm glad he got let go. I liked his character a lot. His story kind of parallel. Um, Bloodshot's what's his name again? Deadshot's story yeah, with Deadshot, his daughter, yeah. except he has a toxic story with his daughter. Like they can't stand each other. Where Will Smith and <laughs> yeah. his daughter in the other movie, like they loved each other. He didn't want to fight Batman in front of her because it was just disrespectful to her. This guy doesn't. He cares about his daughter, but it's a more brutal form of caring. And I'm a big fan of Adrius Elba. I think he's yeah. a great actor, and I think he, you know, he took the he role and knocked knocked it out of the park. And I yeah. hope that him and James Gunn in the future can work together again for another movie. 
Uh, I would love to see these guys back for another Suicide Squad movie, but I don't think that's going to be in the cards with James Gunn. He is a busy man, and he's also wanted badly by Marvel to come and start, you know, to working on the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And I have a feeling they're going to give him some other movies to work with because how good he is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's a shame because he's a quality director. And I hope DC sees that and says, hey, listen, we'll, we'll roll up the Brinks truck and you just, here's a blank check. Just tell us what you want so you can do some future movies. And these are, you know, this is what, this is what DC has to do. They got to poach Marvel's directors because that's, you know, there's not that many quality directors out there. And Marvel seems to have a lot of them, and you have. Well, they to need to stay them. out of the way as well. Like it's one yeah, thing to exactly, coach the yeah. directors, but you can't just take someone and be like, "Okay, here's what we're thinking." Like, no, you just step out of the kitchen and let the cooks do yeah. what they're good at. <laughs> Please. Exactly. And I and I hope this movie, even though it's not a box office success because it was released on HBO Max as well simultaneously, the writing's on the wall. The 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 people are loving this movie. And I, I hope that the DC board sees that and says... I don't know if they will. Yeah. They only see dollar signs. It's Doesn't... a depression comic, so what do you expect, That's right? So the one thing I'm worried about is, you know, Gunn sets a new standard for absolutely. DC movies. And the one thing we're all probably worried about is, is anyone going to be able to match it? Yeah. You know, it's... Again, we love this movie. I can tell just by talking. And then everyone on my Facebook has been saying how good this movie is. So I just hope this is going to be a start of a new path for DC movies. You know, and, and, and we all as pop culture comic book fans, we want healthy properties from all different companies because it just makes more fun for us, right? Mm-hmm. We want Marvel. We want DC. We want... You know, all these franchises and all these, you know, companies to do well because it's entertainment for us. You know, the more the merrier in the way I look at it. I'm not a fanboy of any specific, you know, company and say I want to have them success and everyone else burn to ashes. I want everything to be successful because at the end of the day, I win. I win with entertainment. I win with figures. I win with all kinds of goodies, right? So I'm all in for that. And. You know, like you said, Chris, you know, the bar has been set high with James Gunn. And um, I hope somebody at DC sees that or Warner Brothers sees that and says, you know, let's uh, continue this trend. But we'll see, right? I mean, it's amazing how these these characters that nobody gives, you know, what about. Because did anybody talk about Ratcatcher or Polka Dot Man prior to this movie? No, nobody (laughs) even knew it, they're not they're not even A or B list characters. They're like C or D, maybe even lower than that, right? And they were able to pull off such a successful movie with these characters. Imagine if you took the A list characters and made quality movies from them, how great it would be. So it's amazing what James Gunn did with these low level characters from DC list, right? Um, all right, so. Let's kind of wrap it up. We've spent a lot of time on this. I definitely recommend this movie to a lot of people, but let's give our score out of 10. D, what do you give it out of 10? Eight. Eight. Nice. Chris? Uh, I'm actually giving it a nine. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this movie probably an 8.5. It's it's right there. It's a, it's a great movie. There, It could have been a little bit shorter in some areas, but yeah. it, it was a good movie. 
Uh, we'll talk quickly about the end credit scenes. There are two end credit scenes. Uh, one was right after the movie ended. We see Weasel on the beach kind of wake <laughs> up, and he just aimlessly runs into the forest, maybe trying to go eat more children or something, be the, some weird character. I don't know. It, it was just like, what, what am I watching there? But I laughed off, and it's like no big deal. Then at the very end, after all the credits rolled out, we go see the other end credits scene, and that is in the hospital. We see Peacemaker lying in the bed, and the hospital doctor says to the uh, headquarter agents, who, by the way, those people in the headquarter agents were really instrumental because they knocked Amanda Waller off when she was to blow these guys up, right, because they were not listening to her. So kudos to those guys. They're the real heroes. Um they saved all these suicide characters, so that was awesome. But they go, he's got a job to do, and that is to save the world. And that is a direct, you know, relationship to what HBO Max is doing with that character, Peacemaker. They're making the TV show. John Cena has already started filming, and he's been filming in Vancouver. He's been spotted in Vancouver with the outfit on as well. And he's been just walking around with the outfit on. I think he went to Walmart. I think he went to Walmart with that outfit Seriously? on. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, on, his, uh, on the talk show, they're like, he keeps just taking it. And we're like, please, John, stop. This thing took like, cost like $10,000. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to keep wearing it. Like, he just wears it. <laughs> you know, for those who don't know, I mean, how do you not know? He's a great, you know, funny wrestler that was sort of, you know, made fun of because he had this. You know, no non-heel turn kind of character, and everyone made fun of him. And now he's going into the acting world, and I think he's trying to really work hard at it. His acting is not the greatest, but neither was The Rock's, right? When he first started off with his movies, they were pretty shitty, you know, acting. But you know, he's improved, and I, I, I'm gonna give John Cena an A plus for his effort in this movie. I think he did a really good job in trying to be the douche that he was in this character-wise, but. Yeah, eight point five. I, I I just I can't I can't recommend this movie enough. I I think everyone needs to see this movie. Forget what you saw with DC in the past. Go watch this. It's a brand new beginning, hopefully, for DC. All right. Okay. Um. We'll start out. We'll we'll talk about our next topic here, which is the Venom two trailer. Let there be carnage. D, Venom is your guy. Please take it away about this trailer we saw. Um, basically, I know people, when it comes to Venom, it's hit or miss, so I don't know how you guys feel, but this is an introduction to the anticipated carnage. Uh, you have Eddie Brock visiting Cletus Cassidy, and I guess he's in prison, or Rikers, or Ravencroft, I don't know where they have him situated this time, and he's been writing his life story, basically. And this is the part that made you laugh. Upon one of their meetings, Cletus bites, oh my bites God. Eddie's like, hand. <laughs> what? It's such a... Oh, man. I saw this trailer. I'm like, okay, Carnage looks pretty cool. I'll give him that. And they changed that stupid sideshow Bob haircut on Woody Harrelson, yeah. which which was great. They made some changes. I listened to the fans. But I was expecting a lot more intricate or more cool way of getting that Spawn symbiote into, you know, Cassidy. And... We get a grown man biting another grown man's finger? Like, what? <laughs> a, that's gross. That's really weird. Hello, COVID. And B, like, yeah, okay, yeah, COVID, <laughs> exactly. And then B, 
So anytime someone buy, uh, bites Eddie, he, they get a symbiote power? Like, I don't there know. There might be more to it. I don't know. Because in the comic, Let's um, hope Eddie... so, D, because that's your boy, Venom. That's, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie and so. Cletus shared a jail cell. Because in yeah. the comic, Eddie Brock was a villain. They shared a jail cell. The symbiote comes and breaks Eddie out, and it spawns like it was giving birth, and it left that well, it behind. Gets, it gets caught in one of the barbs, right? And rips. Does it not? It... It leaves like a piece of it gets basically it's, yeah it gets left off. behind and then it was it wasn't even a piece of it it was its child like its offspring like that's how it reproduces like it just yeah. separates and it enters Cletus's bloodstream that might be a little silly as well because a it's convenient that you just happen to be pregnant at this moment when you came to get Eddie <laughs> and you also don't care about it enough to inform eddie you just gave birth and it might be in your like that that was weird too but i don't know it just i think i think what they could have done was they could have had from the beginning of the movie him acting weird the symbiote and saying that he doesn't know what's going on with his like he's trying to because we have this interaction with the two which by the way we'll get into that in a second but he could have they could have started the movie off with having these weird interactions where he doesn't know what's going on with himself and he's trying to tell eddie this i think that's what's happening and then we could have had in the jail cell where it he just throws up or something, yeah. And it goes it goes into his face, right? I think that would have been more okay. That's understand right. a bit of more understanding than some guy grabbing somebody's thumb and biting it. Like, why would he even want to do that? I don't understand. Like, what? How yeah, he, he likes the taste of human blood. I don't know, man. But <laughs> but you did see He's in a the trailer. Killer. He's a psychotic killer, but he doesn't kill by biting people. Does he? <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's as good as he could get at that moment. He had an urge, uh, so he took it. Mad uh, respect. Oh, my God. But he, so, but he was so happy to see Eddie. You see him, Eddie, hello. And then he wants to bite his thumb. What did Eddie do to him? Eddie's just a reporter. They have no history, do they? Like, Are they going to conjure up some fake history background and tell everybody that they had this history before? Well, it is I hope Sony, Sony does. I hope, yeah, exactly. Sony, who knows what they're gonna do, but uh, okay. So then they have they showed the 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 girlfriend of Cassidy, right? Yeah, Shriek. Shriek. So that that's kind of weird that she shows up in the movie. Like, do we need another villain in the movie? Like, well, see now enough. They did this thing like in the last movie where they spliced two story arcs together. So this one, they're splicing maximum carnage and their first meeting into one as well but you're basically doing maximum carnage with like missing like eight characters because because they just jumped the gun and decided to do venom without spider-man so this is where we are now this is what they reduced themselves to this is sony just rushing out the gates that's what it is <sighs> sony wants to make as much spider-man related movies to cash in they don't care about quality they don't care about building a momentum they just want to keep cashing in, keep cashing in. They're taking right? notes they want to... from Fox. Oh, yeah. It's just like Ugh. they brought over all the people from Fox into their studio now, right? Seriously. All right, guys. Make as many movies as you want. Don't worry about the quality of it. Just pump them all out every year. Right? Just cash in. It's all about money with them. D, you're a huge fan of Venom, and we've mentioned this many times on our podcast. Are you disappointed with this trailer, or are you happy to see this trailer? Um... I'm happy that Carnage looks I'm not even he looks he looks he looks good for what they're going for like that I they could have ruined him like 100% but they didn't make him just a red venom they made him slender they had the tentacles so I'm thankful 
I'm thankful they at least stuck to that. Um, they released a like promo statue of him, and he was just basically a bulky Venom. So I was just, like, for the first week, I was like, oh god, here we go again. So I don't yeah, know. He, he cannot <laughs> be anywhere like Venom. He has to be a different symbiote, a different look. Like he's got to be lanky. He's got to have spiky sort of, you know. Tentacles. He looks different he's... enough in that trailer where I'm satisfied. Like I'm like, hey, yeah. you guys didn't botch this, so thank you. I, even though it was dark in a lot of the trailer, I do want to see vibrant red though at yeah. some point. Like, I don't especially see when they're fighting. Dark nonsense. I don't want right? another dark blotchy fight where you can't exactly. tell what's going on. Like I, I want to see, see some... humanoid forms. Yes, uh, I want to see the psychotic Ed, uh, Cassidy. You know the the venom, uh, the carnage mask unfolding. You see the psychoticness inside. I want to see blood. I want to see drips of the the symbiotes fighting, slashing. I want to see axe from his hands made. I want to see all that. And if I don't see all that, I'm just gonna be really disappointed. I, really I think am. we'll see that. I hope so, Chris. I mean, are you a huge fan of this? Are you, are you looking forward to this movie, or are you just like, yeah, let it just go by? Uh, I'm excited because I always thought Carnage was an interesting character when I was a kid. Uh, of course you do. Of course I had, you do. He's crazy. You know, <laughs> I uh, look up to him when I was a child. <laughs> but, um, you know, when I first seen the first Venom 2 trailer, I was kind of put off by what they were trying to show. And then I saw the second trailer and I thought, Okay, that's cool. Uh, I think they did a good job with Woody Harrelson as Carnage. Yeah, I, Woody, that Woody's a it. great actor, right? Yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It's the whole biting thing, and because we talked a bit about that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I I didn't watch Venom until it was available on Netflix. So. You know, yeah, that that says everything right there, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it was, albeit to say that it was still an enjoyable movie, Venom One, but I don't know. It's, I'm sure it's good for entertainment purposes. You know, I'll probably still watch it because I watched the first one. But again, with with Sony, don't expect too much. Exactly, you you gotta go in there. And lower your expectations. Do not think this is an MCU level movie. Yeah. Even though it's an MCU character, it's you gotta lower it down because it's a different company that's doing this. You know. That being said, though, they did ki- kill it with the Spider Verse Miles Morales animation. Mm-hmm. I gotta give them props for that. The, the you know, team it, killed it. So whoever they hired on that team, yeah. I'm not even gonna give credit to. <laughs> yeah, the team. You're right. Exactly. The team. And they should have gave them a boatload of money and said, do everything else this way. That's what they should have done. They should have gave them full rights to do all, all Spider-Man related movies. Just take it here because you made us a boatload of money from this animation that nobody expected to, uh, you know, been nominated for Oscar and all that stuff. So they should just give them the rights. But I don't know if Sony's smart enough to do that. The board. Uh, DM, one last question before we move to our next topic here. September fifteenth, it's gonna come out. Are you going to wear your Venom shirt? And are you going to rush out to the theaters and watch this movie and giggle like a schoolgirl? At the very least, I'm excited to see Venom and Carnage fight. So, yes, I will be going to see it. I want to see pictures of you running into the with popcorn in your hand with the Venom shirt. We're going to put it on Instagram, folks. If you're listening, D is going to take a picture of him going to watch the Venom movie. And we're gonna, and Chris, you're going to put it on Instagram. 
showing our boy so happy to watch his beloved character. Uh, speaking of beloved character, one last thing I want to say. <laughs> it's really weird, this interaction they have. It's too much comedy for me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. E, what do you think? Too much comedy? Between who, Venom and Eddie, or who? Yeah, Venom and Eddie. Yeah, it's kind of slapsticky, huh? It's kind of weird. I mean, you read the comics books. Do you see that interaction a lot? No, not at all. They... So, for me, my takeaway from Venom is it's an allegory for a substance abuse. Like, they're in a toxic relationship with each other. Like, they... The symbiote wouldn't just hurt him like that. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. It... It's completely different. It's hard to describe, but they act like they are in a toxic relationship where they need each other, but they bring out the worst in each other. Yeah, like... This one, I'll they're get, just I'll making jokes. Eat. Like, oh, I'm going to cook you breakfast. Blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you in the face now. Get it? I'm zany. <laughs> so, like, okay. What is this? The Looney Tune show? Is this the three yeah, stages? Yeah, I think that's this downfall. Uh, this idea of having this uh, love hate relationship is a downfall for that character. I think it just makes it too weak. It makes it comical. It shouldn't be that much. It's yeah. nice when you throw it in there, but when it's constant, it's like. Yeah. too much it, it really like, is too much that's why i didn't like the first trailer it's just what do you where are you going with this you know yeah it, yeah like i mean the scene at the end of the tra this new trailer where they're fighting carnage and i'm suppose i think it's a church and they're having this conversation where he reverts into the body and says no i'm not going to come out what what like i don't understand this like i laughed because he's like oh no it's a red one i was like okay that must mean there's like some sort of rank like strength status based on color which but is the... news to you because you're you're <laughs> you read all these uh, symbiote <laughs> comics and all of a sudden they just throw something random which has nothing to do with the comics right and now there's a ranking system like same same within the first one is like riot riots the general like Riot didn't even speak in the comics, so okay, whatever you say, man. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, yeah, comics? Now, nah, what's that? We don't need reference from that. It we'll just reminds me of um, the uh, Michael Bay Transformers, where they just gave yes. random bots names of characters that people loved, but they had nothing yeah. to do with the actual character. Yeah, exactly. What? History? What? Nah, we don't need any of that. We'll do our own. Why go by uh, the source when we can just make crap up? Yeah, exactly. Decades of source material? Forget it. <laughs> Who needs it? All right, okay. Moving on to our final topic. It is Hasbro's uh, Marvel Legends that they released and also Hasbro's Power Rangers slash Turtles line. They announced some figures. It's on their website now. And we want to talk a little bit about these figures. We think they're really cool. We'll start off with the uh, Fantastic Four stuff that was released. Chris, you were able to put some stuff in today into our social media platforms. Yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about what they introduced in figures? Yeah, so it was quite the exciting Fan First Monday. Uh, you know, we've gotten Fantastic Four sets twice already. You know, they yeah. were hard to find the first go around because they were EB Games and GameStop exclusives and also Walgreens. And uh, so, you know, I really feel like Hasbro has been listening to the fans and they gave it to us. You know, we got the vintage carded Fantastic Four figures. So we are starting out with Mr. Fantastic, which 
we are getting the classic retro costumes, which everyone has been wanting. So we got Mr. Fantastic and we got him in his uh, uh, doctor's robe. The doctor's uh, scientist, coat. scientist lab. Yes, like his lab the coat. lab yeah. coat. Yeah. Yeah, lab yeah. coat, yes. I'm a makeup artist, not a scientist. No, <laughs> I wouldn't have known that. But uh, we get two accessory pieces with his stretched out arms. Then we got Sue Storm, Invisible Woman, which comes with that cool see-through effect. But there is also an alternative version with her whole body translucent. So people yeah. are going to go nuts for that. I, I just want... I, I Sorry to cut you off. I yeah. just want to mentioned that i actually had that original hearted figure and i think it's still somewhere in my garage um i actually had there was three versions of that made there was the full body then there was a half body and then there was a full invisible body was that from the movie though um there was old I, um like old animated no. ones too are you yeah it those? was the animated uh... ones so oh, these are like yes. toy biz animated ones yeah so they're basically paying homage to them. The, the, that's why the card looks like that, right? Yeah. And and I remember having that, and it was very, very hard to get, I want to say, the half invisible and a half uh, invisible woman. It was very hard to get that. The other two were pretty easy to find. But, yeah, it, it, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, man, this is hidden, hidden nostalgia right now. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I mean, sorry to cut, cut you off, but, no, yeah, no. continue. It's so cool. Uh, well, let's face it. We all, as a collector, love translucent anything. Yeah. Uh, so going forward, we got uh, Johnny Storm, Human Torch. He's all completely recolored, you know, very different. A darker red with a nice bit of orange in there. And then we got Thing, which I love that... They gave us that old kind of animated face that everyone really wanted. You know, it's it's not updated. It was cool that we got that. But, you know, this is really throwing it back to what we grew up with and seeing in the comic. Then we mm -hmm. also got Psycho Man. Now, I don't know too much about Psycho Man. He is kind of a cool looking figure. Uh, does... He's basically a mad scientist. There's not much more to it than that. <laughs> oh, okay. He's very psychotic. He's very psychotic. Oh, oh, cool. Maybe I'll look into that. Um, anyways, uh, and then for the sixth final figure... Oh, sorry. I skipped over. Human Torch is also getting a variant where he is all in his Fantastic Four original costume with the flames translucent on his body. So that is another variant, which they are up for pre-order tomorrow. So if you want to get those, get those quick. And then we got High Evolution Man, Evolutionaire, Evolutionary. Well, Evolutionary, well, yeah. By the, time, by the time our podcast is dropped, it's going to be already um, released on Hasbro Pulse's site. But... Yes. If you're listening for the first time, go go right now. Go to Hasbro Pulse site, and you'll probably be able to find some of them. I doubt the variants are going to be av available, but Marvel Legends team they do a good job of giving us a ton of 
uh, stock. And I, I guarantee even if it sells out, I think maybe down the road they're going to replenish that stock. Mm-hmm. They've done that in the past before because they actually care. That team actually cares about the fans, unlike some of the other Hasbro lines where they could care less if it sells out or not. Uh, yeah, I'm throwing shard at you, uh, G.I. Joe team. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, going back to the list again, carry on, you are saying? Uh, so those are the six vintage Fantastic Four uh, legends that we are getting, which is going to go so nicely if you did do the pre-order for Galactus, the HasLab. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you need to see, go check out our Instagram. There is a photo that we posted that they took the Galactus with the Fantastic Four underneath. So So nice. It's it's such perfect timing. You know, they are... I really feel like Hasbro Pulse is pulling everything together and just being a little more streamlined with their launches you know they're not giving us galactus and then we get this fantastic four set like two years from now you know yeah exactly um and moving on we got the we had rendered photos of the x-force figures that were hinted as a two-pack of domino and cannonball cannonball finally has legs in this one (laughs) Uh, and he also has his blast effect so you actually get to choose we got to see the actual figure of domino which it's it's cool looking it's quirky and weird it is but that's so 90s 90s yeah yeah exactly yeah (laughs) and in that three pack set we also which was probably a surprise to everyone we get richter this figure is cool looking. You guys have seen it, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you? What are your thoughts? It's, I'm uh, all for more it, mutants. I'm I'm all for filling out a team, so I'm happy. Okay. Do you I, not I, like I, it? You I, sound like you don't like it. Oh no no no! I, I like it. No no no! No Chris. Oh Chris, yeah sorry. Uh, I, again, I was more into X Men. I think it is cool because it's very uh, the style of that time. You know, yeah. I really think if they're giving us a three set, I do have a strong feeling that we're gonna get a more color accurate cable release, which oh, I think please, would be please. amazing. I am dying for that. I am dying for that. <laughs> please. <laughs> they're gonna give it to us. I have a feeling. Yes. I bet you. It'll be a. It'll, it'll be in a wave. I think it'll be another X Men wave. Who do you think would... the build a figure would be for that next wave? Oh, why are you gonna put me on a spot like that? Oh, why not? <laughs> um, uh, a, ba- a baby sentinel. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it could be so many characters, but I would love to see um, some Shi'ar Empire. I would love to see Banshee. I would love to see um, Avalanche. Yeah, you know, what? Yeah, Avalanche. There's. You can definitely make a wave. Oh, you God, can definitely yeah. definitely make a wave there. So. I would love to see that, and maybe morph too, right? Oh, so yes, soon. Uh, that'd be cool. Hopefully. Or maybe even you know they might even double down and make some re re-release some figures like Beast with the trench coat or a lab coat, sorry. You know, with some maybe some chemistry sets. I don't mind that. I would pick that up too. So yeah, definitely uh, looking for an X Men cable. Oh man, I can't wait. I hope they drop one with that blue and gold. 
that'd be amazing in a a heartbeat in a heartbeat (laughs) next year i will army bill that for sure (laughs) past president future table and on that note of army building we have also got a launch of the hand ninjas so if you've seen the red ninja from what was a build a figure wave stilt man yes because you have like 30 of them to build the Mm -hmm. tallest stilt man Uh, i want to say i want to go on the record maybe i've officially probably have the largest stilt man ever built and uh, if anybody wants to see proof of that you can check out our video where we actually show the height of the stilt man is over two stories tall and if you know anybody that has a bigger stilt man send us a picture we would love to post that and show that person's work but i highly doubt anybody's got a bigger stilt man than what i have built <laughs> and that's a challenge for anybody out there listening but yeah i mean are you guys feeling this army build like do you think it's a wasted opportunity uh. guys anybody <laughs> nobody that does it all nobody really cares yeah I, I have no desire to buy it so. <laughs> Uh, I, the only army build that I did was with the uh, the goons from the Hellfire Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's one of my favorite story arcs. But you know, this is cool because it kind of gets tied into also the Electra storyline. And you know, we did get Typhoid Mary; she was part yeah. of the hand. You know, if we are getting this for That's army fair. building. I think we might see some more um, characters from the hand. So, which I think is needed because, you know, we're getting so many of the same things that, you know, it'll be a good change to the Marvel Legends portfolio that's coming up. So it kind of teases us uh, what could be coming and uh, which teaser... I don't know if you guys have watched it, but the end of that Hasbro fan first Monday, we got a little sneak peek. Of oh yeah, a hand. Nothing oh, to yeah. do with ninjas, with pimples in it. <laughs> Maybe it's a teenager going through puberty. You know yeah, what? Exactly. <laughs> but did you guys see the image? Yes. Yeah, definitely saw the image. Did, and, did you see it? Yeah, I am excited for. For more animated characters, for sure. Yes. D, why don't you go into who you think it might be? Oh, it's obviously Scorpion. No, uh, Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you went. Out, that's why you went and bought the old one, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not. No, Mary you get Jane's a. Um... Hand? <laughs> yes. Poor Peter, an animated yeah. Scorpion, where his um, I guess as kids they didn't want vampire bites on Fox Kids, so they put like these suckers on his hands and he just touched people and then absorbed their blood that way so we got an uh an animated morbius will you be picking yeah. him up you're talking to me i know you're gonna get it yeah you don't, you don't have <laughs> to ask me enjoy it from afar <laughs> oh yeah you're not gonna get it wow i'm surprised you don't want to get something in that that you. monster not, kind of a mon- world, yeah right? Well, you know, I tried doing it because, you know, I got that A-Force team pack that came with, uh, um, uh, what's her name? Mary, uh, the Vampire Slayer. Oh, oh Elsa Bloodstone. Elsa Bloodstone. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> uh, I tried doing it again. I'm, I'm trying to tailor my collection 
to fit all in the displays. So I, if I start with Morbius, I'd have to get more of the Spider-Man. So, so what you're saying you know, is I got I should, a balance. Should... <laughs> So what you're saying is I should drop off Morbius and just make you mad where you have to go get the rest. You can hang them Challenge, on your wall. Challenge leave accepted. Them leave them in the box. <laughs> I do that to D all the time. Room. I bring him certain figures. He has to go get the rest. <laughs> you guys, well, my, my funds go in between Hasbro and NECA. And Hasbro is tapped out. You know, I haven't oh, gotten okay. any new legends yet. But, uh, don't worry, you will. You know, you will. We'll make sure. We'll, oh, we'll hype yeah, it up for you. <laughs> no, that's uh, fair. Only get the ones you want. That's yeah. understandable. I'm excited for this. Like, I love the animated uh, retro card of Spider-Man stuff, and I, I hope they keep bringing us more. I want to see characters like um, Rhino. I want to see, you know, um, what's the name, uh, Chameleon with his actual animation costume. I think that'd be really nice to bring some of these characters into that retro line it's it's spider-man characters i mean it kills he's got arguably one of the greatest rogue galleries of characters right so definitely give us more we're all in like it's gonna be fun it'd be cool to uh, see madam web i was just gonna say that i can't believe you just said that <laughs> i was just gonna say that <laughs> i would love to see that could be a build a figure <laughs> yeah Oh my god, that'd be such a weird builder figure. <laughs> it would be the uh, chair, like her yeah. body and the chair, you know. Grandma's um, body, right? <laughs> <laughs> Aunt May it, it comes with an Aunt May build a figure, you know. <laughs> Two grandmas in one wave? Wow. <laughs> you can interchange their heads. <laughs> oh my uh, god. <laughs> All right, so moving on. So we got animated Morbius coming our way. Uh, yeah. No release date on that, but I'm sure like last time they revealed Tigra and that has been out for pre-order. So it's coming out soon. Uh, moving on from Marvel Legends, we are going to go into the Lightning Collection, which we are getting the Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossovers. So it's you guys... A... Yeah, D would know, would know this. I, I, I don't oh, yeah. dabble I read, in that. I read the comics, so I'm all about this. Okay. Um, so... There was one last year, and I take it you didn't read it, so... No, that's all. That's I, all me. <laughs> I heard about it. I, I just found it weird, but it's so I weird. Do love it, but I do love it. I love, I love the colors. I love the the mixing of the two um, franchises. I I just find Donatello and Michelangelo's color choices are a little weird. Right? It's unfortunate, right? Like, um, yeah, yeah. Mikey's like, not Leo doing and it. Raph, they they lucked out, right? They lucked yeah. out. <laughs> and they could. I was just like, just make them different, but you can't. Like, that's the color they have to be yeah. because that's the. But I don't know. In three D form, Michelangelo is not doing it for me at all. It's just so bright. Yeah, you're right. I, it's unfortunate, but I mean, I mean they're trying. So tiny. I, I give them a for effort, right? Yeah. So they they're trying. They're trying to put it together, and I mean, it's a reasonable price, right? It's not an expensive, and you don't have to get it because it's just a nice really little nod to the yeah. Fans. It's just a little yeah, exactly. It's a little nod, and they're lucky to uh, get this done because I would wonder if NECA's sitting there going, "Hold on, like." 
NECA might be like, I wonder if we could do this too, and then say, you know, do that hold my beer thing, and just go and knock it out of the park because you know NECA could do just justice. They've already they're killing it with their turtle line right now, anyways. Yeah. But I wonder if there's a way they could do that. They could just get that Power Rangers license from Hasbro. That'd be pretty interesting. But do you think Hasbro would even allow that? I don't, I don't think Hasbro. I don't think they. I don't think NECA would do it. Like this is just so obscure and just like. I, I do you think they're they, upset? If, oh, sorry. Yeah, so not well, again, ahead, but ahead, do you Chris. think that NECA's mad at Hasbro for doing this? What no, do I don't think that. I don't think there's any bad blood. No, because it's such a weird choice. <laughs> sorry, uh, we see it all the time. I feel like NECA, NECA and Hasbro both have a high stand in the toy industry. NECA yeah. does specific figures. Hasbro does specific figures. They're both really popular. You know, NECA's sitting back and they see this. You you know what? Let someone else get in on the fun on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But I feel like if NECA were to try to achieve um, this look with the crossover, it would be way too bulky for plastic. You know, and yeah. for example, like the it figure the tim curry it's quite a bulky figure but thankfully he doesn't need a lot of movement and action so to do that for the ninja turtle power ranger crossover you'd want them to have more articulation and having those outfits on i don't think it would work so neck is like let them have it. We'll still knock it out of the park with the movie versions, which everyone's really happy with anyways. So, Yeah. I, I just think it, it's a cool concept. I'm, I'm going to get them. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, the two-pack other characters? You get the Foot Soldier, which looks like, uh, what's his name? The Green Ranger? Oh, it's Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. I thought that was a little weird. but uh, you probably Basically, in the book, he... He infiltrates the Foot Clan, so that makes sense. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. And then we have Shredder. I think he's the best of all of them. He looks yeah. crazy good. He's. I wish the cool. green was metallic, but he looks good regardless. And what is this cloth? A cloth cape? That's weird. You yeah. can't do that for anything else, but you do it for Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Where did this come from? Where the where the budget allowed this? What? <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> What is it he supposed does to look come out? cool with the sash. The, the release dates out? on Hasbro site Hasbro site changes, and just oh. all the sites have different dates. Some say August. Huh, interesting. I hope August. Well, if we get them, we're definitely gonna review them for sure, right? So, and if you're listening to our podcast, wondering, wait, what did you what did you just say? Yeah, we do have a YouTube channel, and go over there and subscribe. It's astonishing news and reviews. Subscribe and make sure to leave a comment on all the videos we do for a chance to win monthly prizes. And uh, we also have our social media platform, which Chris has mentioned earlier in the video or in the podcast. Astonishing NR, all of our platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Go check us out. Uh, anything else you guys want to add before we sign off here today? I think I'm good. I think we covered quite a bit today. We we did tonight. a lot today. We did a lot. We entertained people. <laughs> yeah. uh, we entertained our friends uh, wherever you are, right? So, yeah, okay. Well, with that being said, we'll uh, wherever you are around the world or the universe, have yourself a good morning, 
a good day and a good night. One for all and all for one, musketeers. Cowabunga, dude. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs>